Welcome, my friend, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. I would like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal country today. Welcome. So interesting topic about scalable change. And the reason why I wanted to record this episode was because I was commenting on some LinkedIn feed and was a little bit concerned actually at some of the responses that was coming through to the question around small business and change practices. And there were so many change practitioners who were saying, well, change is change is change. And the change management discipline is no different, whether you're a large organization or a small organization. And there couldn't be anything that's further than the truth. It was uh, very disappointing to see. And all it really showed was the lack of experience that can sometimes take place in relation to change management. And those who haven't worked necessarily on large transformations, haven't had enough industry experience, whether it be you know, in different size organizations, then this is where this myth gets created. The reality is that change management is scalable and must be adapted depending upon the size of the organization and the culture of the organization and the size of the impact of the change that you're working on. All of these things lend itself to a change in approach and really dictate your approach as a change practitioner when it comes to change. So it's really, really important that you're aware of that. And the reason why I talk about this is because I certainly want to dispel that myth. And if you've got someone who is sticking to pure discipline and looking, applying a a large scale change model or an in-depth scientific change model into your organization, this is where people will fail. It's overworked, it's over-engineered, it's not, they're not adaptable nor flexible and certainly you need to be able to pick and choose the tools as a change practitioner dependent upon the organisation that you're in and the type of change you're working on. So let's talk about some of the aspects in which certainly through what I have delivered and, and the changes that I've made or the, the uh, adapt, adaptability of change models, let's talk about one of the key things and that's resourcing. So Oftentimes, if you're in a very small organization, you'll often have a change manager who is also the project manager, who's essentially working on the change piece of work, managing that, managing risk as they go along. Whether they call it that or not is another thing. And that, once again, does depend on the culture of the organization that you're working in. You really do need to flex. And there's no doubt 
that by being a purist, you're actually going to almost erode the confidence in change management uh, through that lack of flexibility. And now that can certainly hold true, not just change managers, but project managers. Uh, there are simply people who can have a growth mindset around change and know that there's some tools that will apply in some situations, some tools that you just wouldn't touch in other situations because you know the receptivity and the time that you've got to actually deliver the change and the resources that you have on hand. So that inability to flex, which also can be because of really the lack of experience that the change person has, because they only know one way in which to deliver change. These are the things you need to, if, if you're employing a change manager, you need to look and have a discussion with that individual through the interview process to really be able to understand whether they have that flexibility or whether they're very rigid in their approach because it will be detrimental to the change. It, it means that the narrative or the conversation that's going to happen around the changes about the tooling, about definition, about oh, I want to train everyone on change management so that everyone understands what I'm trying to do. It's actually really counterintuitive and it's counterproductive for small organizations who simply don't have the time or the resource and they need the job to be done and they need people to support the business in that and the business leaders so you really need someone who can really support the business leaders in the organization also deliver uh, some of those really great tools to the organization to support them and then also be able to transition and hand that over if they're not a permanent employee or if they, if they are a permanent employee they'll need to transition people at the end of it anyway and hand over some of those artifacts and things into BAU which is business as usual so that it has an enduring life of its own. So the approach that you take to flexing the model let's go through some of the things that you'll consider as a change practitioner to really reflect and think, yep, I need to um, change my approach. And so the first one is the size of the organization and the resource available. Oftentimes in smaller organizations, you simply have resource constraints. You're not going to get a comms person on your program. You're not going to get a project manager even on your project, on your program. So as a change person, you're going to need to lead that piece of work, work with the business on that piece of work. It is one of the reasons why I found having project management and change management discipline and skills and tools has really lent itself well throughout my career because of being able to flex and provide both the structure from the project side, but also that change focus and being able to deliver the right interventions. In a small organization, you will need to utilize existing channels, utilize existing resources, work with those resources, and work with leadership to ensure that the change, they brought you in so that change must be a priority in the organization. But sometimes you get a bit of resistance or non-alignment through the business and you don't necessarily get the priority or the resourcing you require. So it does take a little bit of navigation of saying, yeah, well, we, I actually require some support. This is what it looks like for this time period. I'll work with the existing, within the existing structures of the organization and also flag some of the issues that might be there as you go along or extra support you might require. You can do, you can look at, you know, might require or might actually be able to source a bit of extra funding as small as it may be if you're finding that actually the existing channels that exist are not aren't that effective or aren't that great 
And what you can be doing is then leaving behind a really good legacy for further changes once you've completed the change that you're working on with that organisation and they've achieved the outcomes that they're after. So resourcing, financing, these are things that just really don't exist in small organisations. In mid to large organisations, there often is more resourcing, certainly in large organisations, because oftentimes they do have a project management office and they do have resource and you have business cases that exist for different pieces of work although oftentimes that doesn't exist. But in theory, uh, there will be some justification for the spend. There'll be more investment in it and the pieces of work will be sizable. And for organisations at scale where they actually have multiple sites that are needing to embrace the change, there often is a team or a program team working on that change. And the change person is a part of that whole setup. There will be training resources that obviously that the business will allocate to it as well. So at the large scale transformation change or even small changes, but quite sizable in scale, there's the funding support and the resourcing support there. So the change manager takes on a different role. There's different challenges with that, of course, because you have multiple people working on the same change. So therefore, the change manager needs to be very clear on their roles and responsibilities and where their job starts and finishes so that there's no treading on toes and that everyone's accountable. For, comes with different challenges, obviously, at that larger end. When it comes to the mid-tier organisations, so there might be, you know, 500 plus employees, there may be a project major and a change major working together, but once again, they might be leveraging existing communication channels, might be lucky enough to get a comms person in for you know, three to six months, but essentially you're working as a smaller team. So they're kind of the three size of changes. And as you can tell through the explanations I provided, there's scaling to happen. There's different challenges that happen at those different levels of the organization. There's a little bit more tolerance I guess in the pure discipline at the higher end of the spectrum when it comes to large organizations but still people don't really want to be taken through a this is what this is the process I'm going to be undertaking they want to know the change story they want to know what activities are going to put into place have that communication happen there's more sponsorship often needed at the higher end of the change spectrum for large organizations. And when I mean more sponsorship, it's actually about uh, there's more challenge and more time needed to work with the multiple sponsors that you'll have versus a small organization where you might integrate it in the operating rhythm. So if there's operations meetings and things like that, that you're talking with the leaders during that time, in large scale organizations, those meetings are separate and there's stecos that sit. So there's different things that you, you need to leverage. The main thing is that from a change perspective, the reason why I say change is scalable is because you're, you want, still want to utilize as many of the business existing business forums in any size organization and not create too many bespoke or unique forums for your change. Why? because people just really don't have the time for it in organizations now, even more so than ever, because of the need and the pressures that are happening in organizations around the economic challenge, the need to respond to market changes that have happened, the need to engage employees throughout changes, even more so than ever, um, to ensure that they're engaged and can own the change and, 
and if their leaders lead the change. So time is really even more critical and utilising it well. And oftentimes organisations will respond positively to people who are looking to leverage existing forums than to people who want to set up their own structure, their own ways of working, rather than really work with the business about how they approach things and blend their change approach into the culture of the organisation and their operating rhythm as much as possible if it's not transformational change. So I hope that that dispels some of the myth because it was very, as I said, very, very concerning to see many change people saying change is change is change. It doesn't actually differ when you're in smaller organisations and uh, and you can be sure that I jumped on that chat and clarified that actually you do need to consider there's more resource constraints in small organisations. You won't get the funding support that you need. You need to leverage and be more creative and when looking at that resource, because I often hear from people around that resource constraint aspect at all all ends of the, the spectrum, it is how you manage the conversation around resourcing. As I said, it's working in with areas of the organisation, if you're in a small or medium-sized organisation, just around clarity for that change around the priority and then getting not just warm bodies, as I say, um, working on the change. It's actually the right people and utilising the right capabilities across the organisation, but also don't underestimate that there are capabilities that even leaders don't know about across those small organisations or people who can be quite um, savvy, whether it be in the technology space, whether it be in the communication space, and they're just looking for the opportunity to participate and to grow in their own career and working on a change or partnering with a change manager in a change in those organisations on certain things, not, not obviously leading the change, but certainly in relation to you know, some of the creative uh, campaigning that can happen around a change, then that can also help their career development. So certainly leveraging that type of expertise and doing a general expressions of interest from staff who might want to partner on the change, obviously in discussion and agreement with their managers and letting the managers know that that shout out's going to happen around, you know, if anyone's interested in working on this, please put your hand up and then seeing how you can work with and leverage the existing people in the organisation. Oftentimes you will get a lot more engagement your change will be a lot more effective because people within the organisation and oftentimes well-known people within the organisation are working on the change with you and helping roll it out at the grassroots level. It helps it stick. It helps the the change be better embraced and it can also help from a, a culture perspective where the people who you work with make sure that your terminology is right and that it will resonate with those people who you're delivering the change to. So, so many benefits when it comes to utilising existing resource and existing people in the organisation that you work with in a change when it's small to mid-tier changes or organisations that you're working with. Obviously, on the large-scale side, you will have more than likely multiple change people working on the program there might be multiple people sitting across the organization already who are essentially responsible for whether it be operational people or change specific people 
to work with them on implementing the change itself. And so the model's very, very different. Uh, the model for resourcing is very different. The way you utilize the resource and people across the organization is different, but the basic principles are the same, which is definitely working with people who are enthusiastic, who have the right capabilities and who can have be freed up and prioritized and, and be given the time to spend on working on the change. So I hope that's clear. Change is absolutely scalable. Uh, you want to ensure that you are working with change majors who understand that, who have the experience in that, and at the very least, who have the growth mindset to be able to flex. And you can note that when you're working with people in the interview stage and asking them questions about their experiences, but also you get an indication of how they've had to adapt to their approach to certain changes to get the best outcome. Those type of questions give you an idea and can elicit responses where you can get a sense of whether the person's flexible enough or not for your organization and have that understanding of adapting their approach to the culture and the size of the change. And certainly you don't want to have someone come on board who is treating a smaller size change like a transformational change because you really do want it to make sure that they're assessing the impact right and where they've also had a broader consideration of change going on in the organization and where their particular change fits in, being able to assess that and adapt their approach to that is also really key. So one size does not fit all when it comes to change management and you would be concerned at anyone who was approaching it that way. I hope you found this episode helpful. Come visit us at myvirtualchangemanager.com for more tips and tricks in relation to change, change management. We have some great tools. We have a new impact assessment tool, free impact assessment tool. So if you're working on a change or if you're leading a change and you're not sure about the size of it or the, the size of the impact nor how to approach it, all the things you need to consider with it, jump onto myvirtualchangemanager.com, go and complete the survey and you'll get some tips and tricks around the change that you're working on, which hopefully will help you and help others in that space and continue to stay in touch and sign up for our newsletter, stay informed, keep in touch and I hope you have a wonderful day.